This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math and Magic Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where Anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. It's not just about you. It's not just it's about not where just you about are you. today. Live a great life. Love your life. Do the things that make you happy. But then one of the things, there's nothing more fulfilling than knowing you're affecting other people. Ah. That's within your own family. That's within your own community. That's how you start to build generational wealth. Thinking beyond just you and thinking beyond just today. You're listening to Money Moves, powered by Greenwood, a finance podcast dedicated to dropping all the knowledge and gems from the world's leading celebrities, entrepreneurs, and experts in tech, business, and more. I'm your host, angel investor, technology enthusiast, and media personality, Tanya Sam. Each week, we talk with guests who are making significant strides in their fields and learn how they are making their money move. If you're someone who's looking to make your money move, you're in the right place. So open up your notes app and lock us in because this podcast will give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance you so rightly deserve. Before we start the episode, I'd like to remind you to check us out at gogreenwood.com and follow us on social media at Greenwood and me on all things social at It's Tanya Time to stay locked in to new episodes. On this episode, we sit down with acclaimed film producer, Will Packer. So we built this team. You're yes. now making a little bit of money. Yep. Let's talk about going out on your own. You started Will Packer Productions. Yes. That's a huge feat. You're like, yeah. I'm going to do this on my own. I'm yeah. going to create more of these blockbuster movies. How are you structured different? How do you feel your success has been different from the average production house? It's a lot different. One is that it was, uh, it was built from the ground up with an audience first mentality. Mm. So for me, because I started off making little tiny independent movies, you know, one at FAMU, one after I graduated, I had to hustle and independently distribute those films to the audience. I've always kept an eye on who am I making the project for. 
who do I know is going to see this movie? I am somebody that believes don't worry about making content for everybody. Don't mm -hmm. worry about trying to be all things to all people, but be everything to some people. That is my motto. That is a tenant of mine. I believe in that. I don't have to be all things to all people, but I need to be everything to We're some people. Very good at that. And that audience that I have had that has supported me, that I'm very, very thankful and grateful for, I have continued to feed and serve that audience even as we expand beyond it. That's one of the things that makes us different from a lot of production companies out there. The other thing is that I have set my company up to be very malleable when it comes to how we think about content and projects. So, for example, um, when we get a, a, a pitch or a IP, an article, a book brought into us, we don't only think about it in one particular way. We mm -hmm. don't think, okay, this was, this was pitched to us as a movie. If it doesn't work as a feature-length movie, then we can't do anything with it, right? It's the equivalent of if you and I, yep. we have a, a, a shoe company, right? That's what we do. And, or we have a hat company. We make hats. And somebody brings us a great design for a shoe. We're going to try to stick the shoe on our head and say, ah, it didn't yeah. really work, right? <laughs> but if we have a company that is able to, to monetize and exploit across different mediums, then you say that's not a hat, but it's a great shoe. And let's figure out a way this. to go versatility. And make that. Absolutely, versatility. We do the same thing in my production company. If somebody brings something in, we say, "Well, is it a doc? Is it a limited series? Is it a podcast? Is it a feature? Is it a scripted series, unscripted?" And we have the ability to do all those things. So now we're not pigeonholing ourselves. That's something that's very, very important, especially when you think about scaling a business. You know, that's really important, I think, in this industry and not the norm, because obviously in a lot of these legacy industries, they're like, well, this film has to be only made for this audience mm -hmm. and it has to be a romance. It can't have action in it. You know, that's very like, what is it and what does it look like? So you can put it into a box. So I yeah. can see how looking at your your array of products that you've put out from reality unscripted yeah. Yeah. to some of my favorites, your TV series being Mary Jane to yes. Beast to, yes. you know, the really different yeah but you know what you're going to get yeah yeah thank you i appreciate that i always again try to keep that audience first think about who i'm making it for make it for a number back to the money part of this make it and put in resources that make sense based on the profit potential of a project don't overextend right don't go out and don't raise more money than you need spend what you need to spend in order to have success don't wait until you raise maybe you set a goal for for x right yes. If you're never going to get to X, then set a date and say, at, by the time I reach, you know, a year from now, however much I raise, that's the budget of my project. That's what I did with our movie Twa, which was the movie we made right after Chocolate City just yep. graduated. We had this dream of raising a bunch of money and we could never get there. And we said, you know what? We could spend the rest of our lives trying to raise this money. So what we're going to do is instead of having a financial goal, we're going to set a date goal. And whatever we're able to raise by that particular date, that's the budget of the movie. And that's exactly what we did. I want to talk about movie budgeting because I think this is interesting. Okay. Because how do you cut costs on a production set? Yeah. How, yeah. like that, I think is the, the nitty gritty that's really hard. Is it in the actors? It is in wardrobe. There's so many pieces that go into a successful film. Yeah. How do you cut costs nowadays? The answer is yes. <laughs> All those areas, right? Because in, in, you can make a movie for any amount of money. All right. You can make a movie for five dollars. It's going to look like a five dollar movie. But you Come can to my Instagram. I'm making movies. But hey, that's true. Right. You can make a movie for five hundred million. Yes. Right. It's just about the story you're trying to tell and the way that you tell it. A lot of that's in the execution. So when you think about budgeting a movie, you have to think about where do I want to put the majority of my resource? Resource allocation is so important in any industry, but especially in the movie business. So 
if there are certain stars mm-hmm. that this movie does not work without these stars, it doesn't work without it. I have to have these stars. You got to pay what you got to pay to get those stars. If you got a concept that is, you know, a big high concept movie people relate to, it's kind of doesn't have to have a big star in it. Then you spend your money elsewhere. Maybe you put it on your director or your script or, or your wardrobe or other elements of it. It's always a balance. It's always mm. figuring out what are the essential elements that I need to make this movie. That's what I do every time. What do I have to have in order for this movie to be successful? You put your priority, you prioritize the resources there, then everything else you spend what you have to, but no more than that if it's a non-essential element, which is hard sometimes. Oh, yeah. Because you get people that say, well, it's all essential. It's all important. Of course it is, but you still have to prioritize. You have to prioritize. And that's the same. I don't care if you're starting a, a, a restaurant, yep. right? Doesn't matter. Prioritize. What do you have to have? What's essential? Put the majority of your resources there and the rest spend what you need to, but no more than you have to. You know, we have a lot of really successful entrepreneurs and founders, and I, I, I hear this a lot. I think some of the most successful entrepreneurs, CEOs, bosses mm. are able to make really important decisions quickly swiftly and with certainty and that's what makes a good leader yes and you can cut through and weed through all that stuff not vacillating on like oh should we you know have this car or this and you can make moves really fast yes 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 no you said it you got to cut through it cut through it get to what's important don't spend a lot of time goes back to me saying keep the main thing the main thing don't spend a lot of time on things that are not important prioritize and by the way, one of the most important resources that we all have, and I don't care if you're, you know, Tanya Sam, Will Packer, or somebody that's just starting off trying to get to this level, time. 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 You know it and I know it because it's the thing we have the least of, yep. right? Somebody asked me to come and be a part of something, I would much rather cut a check. I would yes. much rather say, can I donate? Because I can't come. I can't be in felt, LA. Time. I can't. time is the most important resource. And so... Even when you're just starting out, protect your time. Where are you spending your time? Are you spending your time? You should be doing something every day towards trying to reach your goal. Every yep. day, even if it's yep. small. Make sure that you're progressing every day. My favorite word is onward. Positive, perpetual progression. No matter what, onward. Always be moving forward. So even if you're just starting off, you're trying to figure out how to raise money, trying, that's fine. But don't spend all your time yes. on social media or, you know, uh, uh, hanging out, doing things that aren't progressing. Networking, your goals. You, know, you know, it's the busy it's, work. Don't do that. Now, nothing wrong with networking if it's real networking. Yes. But if it's just happy hour every every you know every day because you know you're tired and 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 by the way, I get it. And when you're first starting off, it's tough, and you need like social releases. Yes. Nothing wrong with that. But make sure every day you're doing at least a little something towards your goal. Okay, I have a funny question for you. Okay. You talked about, you know, knowing you need certain actors to make certain movies. Yes. Looking back at your catalog of movies. Yes. Tell me one movie where you knew and you had to go after this specific actor or actress. Yep. To ensure the success of the movie. Obsessed and Beyonce. Oh, okay. There you go. Listen, you asked. Nobody can argue with that. You asked. That was, it was, it was Obsessed. And that was a project that, um... She told us no multiple times. Yeah. And, you know, the scheduling was very tough and, you know, she wanted some changes to the script. But once I knew she was at least open to a conversation, I was like a dog with a bone. I said, I'm going to do anything I have to do to get her in that project. That project did not work without her. Oh, yeah. I knew to have the profile and the level of success that that project needed to have, I needed her. And it was only her. She was the only one. So when she came back and said, 
you know what? I like what you've got in the script. I would do it, but I've, I'm touring and I've got a makeup campaign. And I've got this and that. I said, you know what? You tell me when you can do it. You tell me what afternoon you got, yep. what weekend you got. You tell me and I will fit my schedule. You turn that maybe into a yes. Absolutely. You're like, I'll make it happen. Okay, yep. now what's the opposite side? Tell me an actor that you took a chance on that just blew you out of the water and surprised you so much. Tiffany Haddish. Oh. Easy. Tiffany Haddish. Absolutely. And we knew it. When Love I say that. surprise, it it is a surprise in that I hadn't seen her do this on this level before like she did in Girls Trip. Mm -hmm. She had done, you know, great work, but she hadn't had that platform to take her to the next level. So we didn't know until she came in and every other actor that read for that role, which there were many, oh they were reading that character yeah. and portraying the character. Tiffany came in and she was that she, character. Honestly, Girls Trip, I've saw it several times in the theater. I just kept going back you. with more and more girls. I left there in physical pain. Like, I think I truly I busted a gut. For that, but, uh, Don't. It sorry, was the best sorry. thing ever. Bust a gut. I actually think I toned my abs. <laughs> um, but it was the best. And I mean, comedy is hard, but you are right. She nailed it. And yeah. that really, I think, set her career on a just different trajectory. Yeah, absolutely. So good eye for you. Yeah. And I'm sure many congratulations. That movie it was so funny. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. So I want to go back, and I want to, you know, be able to instill a little bit more hope Okay. Um, into our audience. So you've been in the game for a couple of years now. <laughs> One, maybe two decades. Yeah. Having this incredible catalog Working of on three decades. Three, I'm working not on ashamed three decades. And yeah. I'm, I'm proud yeah. of this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the advice you might have received from your mentors back in the day mm. is probably a lot different than you would advise young people going into the industry. We're seeing a rise of streaming. People mm. are making five-minute movies on yeah. Instagram. Yes. So how would you sort of shape the advice that you give out now? That's a great question. Um, back when I was starting off, it was very difficult just to make a movie. You had to go and buy film and editing equipment and, you know, have like film cameras. You know, we were shooting on super 16 millimeter film or if we really had a budget, we'd shoot on 35 millimeter film. Now we're in a digital environment. Now we're in an environment where social media is the way that you reach people yeah. and the way that you can distribute content. So. When I was coming up, people told me, hey, just try to get your movie made. It wasn't about, you know, necessarily what the content was. It was just get it made. If you can just get it made, then you're ahead of the game, right? So these days, when I'm talking to that next generation of filmmakers, what I'm telling them is it's not enough to just get your movie made. Now you've got to show that there's an audience for your project. You've got to go out and show millions of views on YouTube. That's right. Or Instagram or TikTok, whatever that platform is, you've got to show that you have an ability to find that audience yes. and accumulate that audience because then you have people like myself and others that will say, you know what, if they were able to do that, shooting it on their iPhone and editing it in iMovie, what would they do with real resources? Because I see they have the talent and I see they have the ability to find an audience. So that's very different advice. It's, big. it's, yes. it's much more competitive yeah. now because it's an oversaturated content environment. Everybody's making stuff, right? It's like you. Your podcast is successful because it cuts through. There are a lot of people with podcasts out there, but your voice is unique. Yeah. Your subject matter is unique. Your guests are unique. Like yeah. everything, you have to do something that's going to stand out now because there is this oversaturation. But what that means is that the cream will rise to the top as it always does. You just got to work harder to, to make sure that harder. you're one of those that stands out in an environment where everybody is, you know, a mini movie maker. Do you feel that this opens up more access and a little bit more equality these I, days? I do. I not? do. Yeah, I think it's the democratization mm. of content creation. I really, really do. Because now the barriers aren't there. When I was first coming in, if you didn't have the money to buy film and you didn't have a big studio to distribute it, no one would ever know about it. No one would. There was not this you know, ability to go and take your content straight to consumers like there is now. Now, if you've got a voice, and we see this with yep. all the influencers out there that are successful, they're not using studios no. and big financiers to, to fund their stuff. They're making it direct 
for their audience. They're turning down actually investment in equity deals because they're like, no, I'm going to keep making this myself. Many of them are. Yeah. Folks like me now are aligning with these folks, with folks that have gone out and shown an ability to be able to create, monetize and uh, create content for an audience. I now need to align with them. I'm putting those people in my movies. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So one thing on this show, we lo- I love to talk about building generational wealth. Yes. And I think that, you know, for I'll speak for myself, in my generation, my experience, my years on this earth, I feel like the messages I learned from my parents, which were first generation to Canada, are so much different. How have you approached yeah. generational wealth building, yeah. the lessons that you impart on your children? Right. What's changed for you? Yeah. You know, if we are going to, cycles work in multiple ways, right? A cycle can be negative, a cycle can be positive. We talk about negative cycles a Mm -hmm. lot, especially in the African-American community, understandable because we are up against a lot and there are a lot of negative cycles that we're trying to break. But if we're going to have positive cycles, then you got to start with talking about wealth building. Yes. We're going to talk about economic equity. We're going to talk about... um, buildings a legacy within your family, a legacy of success and positivity, it only happens through generational wealth. Yeah. I'm, I'm like you. I came from a two-parent household. My parents definitely instilled in me, you got to work hard. You got to work hard. Work hard. Yes. Outwork your peers. Look to your left and your right. Be working harder than them. Yes. Right? They definitely instilled that in me. I took that to task. With my children now, who are very um, privileged children, yep. because Will Packer's their dad, So they're coming in a different position than I was. What I tell them, I start the same way. You got to work hard, but you got to work smart. You've got to work smart. You make a dollar. What are you doing with that dollar? Don't make a dollar and spend a dollar thinking I'm going to make another dollar. Or your dad has another dollar for you. Your dad don't have another dollar for you. Okay, dad made this money. All right? None of my kids uh, (laughs) produce these movies. All right? They know that. (laughs) But they do have access to my network and they, they, they have the ability to go out and not necessarily have to work a, a, a part-time job through high school like some yes. people may have. So now what are you doing with that time, that resource we talked about, and then what are you doing when you do get your hands on a little bit of money? So now I'm instilling in them things like making sure that you invest, making sure that you're thinking long-term, not short-term. One of the things about our community, we are caught up in conspicuous consumption yes. and short-term success short-term spending, short-term gain. Yep. When you don't have anything, short-term feels like long-term, it's right? It's like a drug. You got nothing, Yes. then you get something that feels like everything you need right now. Let's start thinking about the tomorrow after tomorrow after tomorrow. And let's start thinking about the generation after this one and the one after this one. So what I'm trying to do is instill, not just my kids, but just people I talk to, it's not just about you. It's not just no, about where just you about are today. You. Live a great life. Love your life. Do the things that make you happy. But then one of the things, there's nothing more fulfilling than knowing you're affecting other people. Uh, That's within your own family. That's within your own community. That's how you start to build generational wealth. Thinking beyond just you and thinking beyond just today. I would be remiss if I didn't say that, you know, you've been investing for a long time and you are, you know, espousing what you believe in. And you invested in the network that we are currently airing on Bounce TV, along yes. with the great ambassador Andrew Young, yes. as well as Greenwood's founder Ryan Glover. Yes. So, talk about your mindset for investing. You had these colleagues. You decided to write a check because you believed in them. Was that the first investment that you had done into another black-owned business? 
Um, and just what was your mindset at that time? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, and I give all props to Ryan Glover. I really, really do, because he's someone that saw this opportunity. He aligned with some of the folks that were at Turner Broadcasting at the time. I was doing my thing on a parallel track, but I was not in the television space in a major way at that time. Ryan called me with that opportunity. Sometimes it's about recognizing the opportunity, Ooh. right? I believe that we all have the ability to take advantage of things. And the question is, do you take advantage mm. of it, right? It's not about having a big old bank account sometimes. Yep. Sometimes it's just about, okay, there's an opportunity here that I'm going to recognize and see the long-term benefits. So when Ryan first approached me about bounce, it wasn't this bounce that we're watching right now. It was a concept. It was an idea, but it was very smart. It was a good one. And that was the first time that I got involved with a media company that wasn't my own. Wow. Since then, now I've been very fortunate. I've bought several uh, media companies. I bought one of the greatest things that, that uh, was said to me that I enjoyed was Russell Simmons mm -hmm. because I, I bought an agency that he owned. And um, I bought it. It was called Narrative. It was run by an amazing sister named Trisha Clark Stone. And I bought this brand marketing and advertising agency from Russell Simmons. And as we were closing the deal, after it was all done, I said, man, this was great. It was awesome. And he said, you know what the biggest thing about this is, is that a black man yes. bought a media company from another black man. Wow. You acquired something that I built and now we're going to take it to the next level. That doesn't happen often enough. It doesn't that happen often enough. And yeah. I would be remiss if I didn't shout out the fact that we are filming in the gathering spot. Yes. Look at how this all interconnectedness of black excellent happens. We're filming in the gathering spot yes. from an investment you know, that you made into Bounce TV and Ryan Glover, who yep. is now the co-founder along with Paul Judge yes. of Greenwood Bank. And this is how we build up together. No question. This is how we create generational wealth in the black community. That's that positive cycle. That's it. You're a part of it. I'm a part yeah. of it. somebody watching. What is your opportunity yes. to create your own cycle? You're absolutely right. This is a full circle moment for me. That's why it's so awesome. And, and I'm so honored to be here. It is so awesome. All yeah. right. Last question for okay. you. I want to talk about a singular event. Okay. When you got the wire, got the bag, which is the one that stands out in your mind the most? Um, it was Stomp the Yard. Oh, that's a great one. That's, that was the success of Stomp the Yard. When Stomp the Yard, at that time, I had never done a uh, widely distributed theatrical movie. I had done independent movies, um, and I was working my way up. That was my first studio-backed, widely theatrical release movie. Nobody expected anything from it. Uh, I didn't have a big budget, but I had a vision for it. And it opened number one at the box office. And Hollywood, like most industries, we've got quantifiable metrics that determine success. And how you open at the box office is certainly one of them. Mm. And when that movie opened number one, it changed the dynamics of myself, my company, everything that I was doing. I got my calls returned. I know how that goes. I all of a sudden got a lot of incoming calls because I had done things, again, in that quantifiable metric, which is box office, which is making money that Hollywood could not deny. Didn't matter who I was, whether they liked me, didn't like me, whether I was black, white, whatever, they didn't matter. They could not deny. There they was could a not metric deny. they could not deny. That's and it the key. Was green. Will, we are so appreciative of your time, and I feel like you've really laid a roadmap for success for so many people. But I want to give you the opportunity. Is there another gem that you want to share with our audience? Is there something that you want to leave us with 
as we close out? You know, Tane, you and I talk offline and we've talked about like how important it is to have these exact conversations, yeah. right? So if there's anything that I would kind of just say and leave the audience with, it's that you have to be here yes. and present and consuming this, right? The fact that you're here, you're watching this, the fact that mm. you and I as successful people are sharing this moment, we don't have to share it. We could just be like on a beach somewhere, yes. right? You have to be somebody, I'm talking to the people watching this now, who is saying, I'm going to pay attention. Yeah. I'm going to tune in and then I'm going to figure out how to take these gems and affect them, manifest them in my life, right? It's up to you now to take that next step. You're already winning because you're in the yes. room. We've invited you to the room. So you're in the room where a lot of things happen. How do you now then go take this to the next level? That's the key. Yep. The successful people I know are always learning, always open to finding new ways to do things. They're not people that sit back and say, I know how to do it. I don't need to pay attention. So if you're watching this, you're open to a new way of doing things. The most successful people I know then implement that. Yes. And find a way to implement that into their daily lives and into their strategies. That's my challenge today. I love that. And I feel like you've you've left the breadcrumbs. You told people about KPIs. Yes. You know, really understanding how they can move the needle in their life. And you even touched on manifestation, which I really appreciate because I think it's about visualizing and being intentional, but doing the work to get yes. to that piece. So yes. Will, it has been our ultimate pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much. We look forward to sitting in more theaters, seeing what you have next on your plate. Yeah. Can you give us a teasers of what we should be looking out for? Absolutely. I've got a, a, a movie that is a, a gospel choir competition Ooh. movie. A lot of fun shot right here in Atlanta. You know, uh, Chloe Bailey is in it. Quavo, Drewski. We talked oh. about influencers, some amazing gospel stars. That is going to uh, be released in Easter. Uh, I've got a movie called Dashing Through the Snow, also shot Christmas here movies. in Atlanta. Christmas, you know, you know, I love my Christmas movies. Shout out for everybody that's watched this Christmas or almost Christmas uh, at least five times a piece. If you ain't watching five times a piece, you're not a real fan. Every year, yeah. every year, I need that. Yes. So I got a new one, and this <gasps> one is going to introduce Black Santa Claus. Oh, we love starring this. Ludacris Thank you for Lorel. giving us what we need. Yes, absolutely, a great fun family film, and it'll be out uh, in Christmas uh, 23. So. It, I'm excited. I'm excited about those projects. Well, thank you so much, Will. Thank you to your team, Shayla, yes. everyone. Can we tell the audience where they can find you on social media? Yes, absolutely. Easy. Willpower Packer across all platforms because you got to have willpower. So, Willpower Packer. Thank you, Will. And all right, Money Movers, that's all the time we have for today. But make sure to follow Will Packer on all his social media handles. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If we helped you make your money move, please share it with your community. Subscribe and leave us a review on iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Greenwood and visit us at gogreenwood.com for more financial tips. And remember, Money Movers, if this were easy, everyone would do it. So take the lessons you've learned from this episode and apply it to your life. Until next time. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure to tune in Monday, Wednesday, and Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve. It's brand new season two. 
I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.